0: Welcome to the Binge or Bomb podcast with Ellen Sherman and Gillian Gordon. Hey, welcome to episode 19 of Binge or Bomb.
1: Yes, and, and we're here on Eastern Long Island and uh, getting ready for summer, except
0: today it's freezing. Yeah, yeah sw- <laughs> like just- but I've been swimming. I don't know about you. Oh, it's well, fantastic. That's, really, that's
1: really hearty of you.
0: Yeah, well, so today we have, what do we have? We have French, Japanese... Drops of God, which is a
1: really interesting uh, attempt at, uh, you know, talking about the wine industry.
0: Really? And then we've got Liaison. Gorgeous spy thriller. And Sherwood, which is Sherwood, like Sherwood Forest, like Robin Hood, right? And And it's a British series. Coming up, Drops of God from Apple TV. Now, only after I watched
1: this series did I realize, after reading, that this was based on a Japanese manga comic series book. Did you know this? Yeah,
0: there were like 44 volumes. And
1: this iteration only goes on for eight episodes. Spoiler alert, you have to be at least somewhat interested in the ins and outs of the wine mystique.
0: Anyway, this- Bannosaurus, you don't have to be.
1: No, because I mean, listen, everything else in the wine industry is so gorgeous, you could Pretty much turn the sound off and just watch the backdrops. Anyway, the story begins with the death of Alexandre Léger, a handsome French wine critic who's based sort of inexplicably in Tokyo. He leaves behind an 87,000 bottle wine cellar valued at a cool $150 million. And, And who does it go to is the question. And that is the core of the series. Léger instructs his lawyers to hold a contest for his entire fortune. And the contestants are Camille his 30-something beautiful daughter from whom he's estranged, even though Alexander had recognized in Camille this truly great wine talent.
0: And taught her.
1: And taught her, exactly. And and she was traumatized by this teaching because he sort of would blindfold her as an eight-year-old and stick her in a wine cellar and make her like sniff you know the essences of wine and identify the sage and the juniper and all this so she's and, and
0: also she throws up when she I mean she doesn't yeah, drink right yeah. so when she, we meet her she doesn't drink she's it's, basically it's
1: all. allergic to wine yeah. uh the other contestant is a cool handsome japanese heir to a diamond fortune and he was Leger's uh, Leger's, uh protege in uh, tokyo and this his name is Isai
0: he's he's really an obsessive isn't he and he, mm. he's he's taken he's from a different route. I mean, she comes from a kind of emotional, emotional right. poetic space. Yeah. And he comes from, I'm going to learn everything there needs exactly. to learn. But of course, Leger has taught him.
1: Yeah. That. I mean, there's a, she's sort of the central part mm-hmm. of wine, and he is the more intellectual part of wine. Contest for Leger's Fortune, which is sort of a winner-takes-all thing, is a three-part brain teaser about wine. And as both Camille and Isai use their skills to win, they also have to face their own emotional faults and weigh how important winning is in the face of finding their own personal happiness. So should you watch it? Quite frankly, it all depends. Because do you
0: like do you like a plot device of who's going to win? Is that your favorite plot device? It's my least.
1: Right. (laughs) Exactly. The uh, contests are rather clever and they are set against backdrops that are just to drop dead gorgeous. You know, there's gorgeous ancient Italian countryside vineyards and lush French wine country backdrops and also even high gloss, high high
0: in Tokyo. What's fascinating about it is even if you don't know a lot about mine and, and, you know, I I like a good wine, Mm. but I don't know the name of all, you know, this year Chateau da 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 da. But what, what I found really fascinating was the way that they approached the wine, they tasted the wine, and they savored the wine. Camille, the girl, is called the Mozart of wine and that, and she gets into this wonderful kind of surreal headspace. Well, that's, that's, which I really, really enjoyed. It's a bit like, remember the Queen's Gambit? Gambit? I I thought that, I
1: must say, I kind of felt like they were stealing a little bit from that. Why not? Um, But it got a little sort of psychedelic. You appreciated that. Beautiful. I'm not so much. It cut away
0: to, you know, her memories of childhood. It cut away to the vineyards, to the earth and all that
1: and there's also a deep dark secret that we will learn about the background of the whole contest really. Yeah,
0: which I found completely unbelievable you know, because the, these people are like planks. I mean, it was yeah. literally like watching people walking like big planks of wood. Well,
1: walking. but the problem really with the series besides all the interesting things that are around it is that the two lead characters Total are Total duds, you know, they're as actors I thought they were both just really but wanting.
0: Some, some people might might find them very appealing but I, th- I think How? that they may made the story less accessible. And, and it all felt flat. I mean, that's why I don't think we didn't like them because all of their communication was in English.
1: The English was not a language that either the two leads were comfortable in. No, So they were trying to, listen, not easy to act. Really not easy to act if you're like stumbling over words that are not your native language.
0: Yeah, note to producers for future reference. I, mean, I think he's a bit of a pop star. Though.
1: Oh, I'm sure yeah. he looked like he was some kind of K-pop guy.
0: Well, that would be inaccurate.
1: Uh, no, I understand, <laughs> but he did look like a K-pop guy. Sorry, he looked like a- Maybe looked... that's
0: because his father was. Oops. It does bring in characters in the father's lives, you know, friends of his who were wine- growers who are really lovely and fascinating and one of them who has a who who really teaches her everything he knows and his son who is sort of a genius of wine as well who teaches her everything and then she falls madly in love and all of these characters are really interesting well that's the thing
1: is that the supporting characters are all quite well sketched mm -hmm. and also very well acted almost everybody that is not the two leads is you know is
0: a decent actor. Final episode the t- the, the young the two young people, you you know you think oh actually they're, they're they're quite nice actually because they have both fallen in love they both found something that means I something know. and they
1: both won. At the end, I thought to myself, well, why didn't I see anything of this for the first seven yeah, episodes? Exactly. I mean, were it not for the great settings and for the supporting actors and for the intrigue of it was quite quite clever the contest that he poses for each of the you yeah, know.
0: The third challenge, they have to actually make a wine. And I found that completely fascinating because I had not understood, talking about not understanding about how wine is made. I didn't know about how people, you know, take those turkey baster, right? The essences. And they put all the essences together. It was like perfume. Yeah. And it was completely fascinating. If you're crazy about wine, you know, maybe it's worth having a look at it. But for me, it was a, Bog. Wow! I did not
1: expect that. I'm going to be on the fence. What the? I think there was a lot worthwhile, but there's a lot of you know kind of visual landscape, eye candy, and fun stuff that you can learn about wine. So I, I, I think it's it may be worth taking a look at.
0: Evening, Up next from Prime Video, Sherwood. Like Sherwood is a BBC drama, and it was inspired. By real-life events in, in post-Brexit Britain, David Morrissey, Robert Glenister, and Leslie Manville lead this A-team cast set in a Nottinghamshire mining village. The series sees Morrissey's detective Ian St. Clair investigating two shocking murders. The toxic legacy of the miner strike of 1984-85 is seen in every frame. While most of the pits closed, many miners in Nottinghamshire carried on working. The decision led to lifelong feuds with those who chose to man the picket line. These disputes drove families and villages apart, and they lie at the heart of Sherwood, the TV series. It It was inspired, actually, by real events that happened. Sherwood opens with the footage of the 1980s miner strike, just to remind you, those of you who don't know, And police are dragging people from the picket line. And the the police behave really, really badly too, by the way, just if you didn't know that. So the character that Alan Armstrong plays is a National Union of Mine Workers stalwart. And he lives in a village that is full of the Union of Democratic Mine Workers. Um, And they took a softer stance to the striking. They needed the work. And he's married to Leslie Mantle. Fabulous. And she's estranged from her sister because she's sure. married to the opposite side, the opposite side of, right. of the of the church. They all live next to each other, literally. You, next know? To each you other. know, and they all go to the pub and they have fights regularly in the pub. When Gary Alan Armstrong is found dead in the street, killed by a crossbow, and we soon discover that his Gary's arrest records have somehow been redacted. But now he's dead. <laughs> and now he's dead thanks to a crossbow. And we assume it's because he was a scab, right? I mean, that's, those years ago. Um, the police officer who had, it turns out, dropped, you know, the charges or been involved, we think, in dropping the charges, turns up, and that's Robert Linnistru, one, another one of my favorite actors. Um, and he had been sent by the Metropolitan Police. And Metropolitan Police are the London police, mm-hmm. right? You know, what you become aware of is it an under every tree mm. in Sherwood Forest, there's a big question mark about what happened. What's happened now? And what's happened then? The only time we ever escape it is sometimes we see some beautiful footage of verdant forests. Mm. And you, know, you think, wow, this place well, is really beautiful.
1: People are running through the verdant forests, <laughs> escaping <laughs> yeah. people who are chasing them because there's yet another murder that kind of randomly And happens. the
0: murders don't stop.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then we uncover things that we don't want to uncover and
1: the murder will be somebody that really you would least not least expect but something somebody that really doesn't have as much to do with the central plot as still a, a victim of, of and
0: you know who he sense. is right away yeah you um i mean he's, he, wrong, he's so. terrorizing people with his bloody bow and arrow isn't he um uh, and then just in case you forgot you were nodding him And allusions to the Robin Hood myth do not—they do not go unnoticed, do they?
1: Sherwood Forest is right
0: there. Yeah, the the writer does play with those clichés, I think, in a kind of clever way. And the killer's weapon, of course, is
1: a crossbow. A crossbow.
0: It's really, really possible that the first episode won't grab you. It's There's a lot of characters, and I've only mentioned half of them. Yeah. And you find yourself sort of straining to work out who's whom and who's related yeah. to whom. And So Joanna Froggett, who we all love from Downton Abbey, is a local Tory politician, and then she's murdered.
1: In a subplot involving a, a train conductor... And it, it, that whole subplot its interesting, comedy. it's from
0: another series. Yeah, though. it's weird. I thought it very it's strange. Practical. I would have taken that out. And I think what's really interesting is David Morrissey, who happens to be one of my favorite actors, and he's I don't great. get to see enough of him, who plays this chief of police, his memories are churned up because he was forced as a young cop to police the picket lines, and he's and his dad, of course, was With a them. union member. Was on the other side, and he's so at the same time, he's he's a traitor to many of his his, his neighbors and friends. And at the other and the other at the other side of it, he's seeing the way that the police behave, and the, pol- the police apparently behave very very badly. So there's a lot of corruption. Yeah. I got confused somewhere around the third episode. There were a lot of characters to
1: juggle. However. When you get towards the end, and I would urge you to stay yep. through it, is that it turns out that there is a mystery character, somebody who has gone undercover.
0: Yeah, and that for me and was, that was the best. I that was that. I'm, me too. I, I mean, mean, that why was like. we know about that sooner? Well, it was a compelling subplot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have one living embedded. in the village, still embedded. I
1: could have stood more of that. It just, there was just so much going on. But still, great because the characters are amazing. You know, actors, least, look, universe.
0: I wouldn't. I don't think you. I didn't feel overwhelmed by it, and often, you had to pay
1: attention. You, really you do didn't.
0: have to pay attention. Yeah, I mean, I think. Okay. Look, it's a really complicated drama, and I'm always happy when I find a complicated yeah. drama. It also has been renewed for another season, which what
1: on earth <laughs> <laughs> would be another season? Which is
0: exciting, but. where where are they going to go with it? You know, um, it look, it's well worth a watch. That's that's shocking. Yeah. 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 When I look to sit home and watch and binge, I really want to find important, big themes Mm -hmm. to look at the biggest theme, which is of that of reconciliation of healing, because that is the most important thing in life that we can do to make yeah. life livable.
1: Well, this is a microcosm, you know, mm-hmm. of greater social ills, but as and are,
0: this And all of it, you know, it
1: plays out on the most personal backyard level. You're feeling?
0: For me, it was a major binge and I look forward to series 2.
1: And for me a binge as well and I can't imagine what they're going to <laughs> do in series <laughs> 2, but I joined Gillian and looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Liaison on Apple TV.
1: Liaison should have been a great spy thriller. I mean, it really has all the elements. You get London and Paris and lots of chases and cyber tech looking screens, and it really holds a lot of promise. So it starts with a botched attempt to extract two misguided Syrian hackers from the deserts of Syria, and they were simply trying to hack into Syria's uh, Syria's security system to thwart Assad's brutal police force. They also accidentally hacked into the system of a mega powerful private security forces whose goal is simply to, simply, to terrorize the entire Western world by controlling every aspect of everybody's security network. And this security company initially just shows us how powerful they are by terrorizing Britain by pulling off train crashes, massive floods, and even a potential plane crashing into the crowded London streets. By the way, my First problem was that these, strangely, these two frantic, downtrodden hacker guys seem to be the only people in the entire universe whose computer skills can help defeat. These guys are the only <laughs> guys in the world that can help right. defeat these guys. So everybody is after trying to get them out of Syria. You know, Vincent Casal, who plays a French mercenary, and the gorgeous Ava Green, who plays Allison, uh, are our two leads. Now, she is an aide, which I thought was hysterical. She, and I thought, well, maybe it was me. She's an aide to some kind of Brit politician. And I thought, well, it was me because maybe I don't know British no, no, politics. I know. No, 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 mm. But the funny thing was I did not totally understand what the heck he did. No. And I thought, no, no. Even the Guardian said when identifying Allison's boss, they said, I quote, enter the crack British political team of a minister of something. (laughs) So they didn't understand what he was a minister of either. Um, and I certainly didn't get how Alison Eva Green, who has no title, seems to have total entree everywhere in every government, and the, is, rule of the world, and is even sent to negotiate a deal between England and the U and the EU. It was baffling and ridiculous. <laughs> and we also will learn that Alison has a backstory with Gabriel that involves the righteous Allison having committed a heinous act of jealousy years before when she and Gabriel were idealistic echo warriors and clearly lovers. So they have history. And enter lots of steamy looks and no kissing as she's living with a human rights lawyer, who, of course, you know, doesn't stand a chance. So lots of-,
0: of longing gazes. <laughs> through yes. right. windows,
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hands touching windows, anything. So the two of them are sort of now uh, enlisted uh, to go and save the world from this powerful security company, hack into the system, find the hackers, save the hackers, get them onto safe territory. All of this is a lot of, you know, sound and fury kind of signifying nothing. And it could be a lot of fun, except for the fact that oh, my biggest problem was Eva Green. Uh, you know, she's supposed to be cool and dispassionate. But from the start to me, she was just like surly and unpleasant. It was like, as a friend of mine would say about her, she had a puss on her. You know, she you had this know, sort of look. You know, I
0: really wonder, so Stephen Hopkins, you know, who did Predator 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Lost in Space. He's, mm. he's an he's a he's an action guy. So you know, if you like watching people running around and shooting up and all that stuff and helicopters landing, you know, he he's really good at that, isn't he? I, but but for for her, he gave her nothing. He, well, also, I find
1: like I mean, you felt the same way
0: after the first fifteen minutes of watching her. I thought
1: I can't stand this person. I don't want to watch her. In a series, I was perfectly happy to watch him. I was perfectly happy to watch the helicopters and the fights and the chases. Mm. I really found her off-putting, certainly in the very beginning. Now I stayed with it because I kind of found I found him divine could watch him. Well,
0: there's a certain quality level Yeah. But, uh, you know, is appealing.
1: And the funny thing was, I think I told you this also was that when at the very towards the end, she gets beaten up kidnapped, thrown in the water, almost set on fire, just all and she's so much more appealing after she gets kind of like tussled about and yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she, finally. And she they gave them.
1: her some something to act, you know. Yeah. This
0: plot is so convoluted. The I mean exploding, all the plane. All I Thamesbury, love that stuff. <laughs> the, I mean it's funny, it's ridiculous. And the, the dialogue baffling. Um, and then the romantic segments. We're oh, that was, so hammy. And, and, to and, and
1: awkward. Vincent Cassell is the ultimate fabulous romantic hero, you know, and he was trying to sort of be in a movie that he, that wasn't created for him. Yeah, we love
0: him. He, he's always good. And he always tries to find his place. And the espionage is just nonsense.
1: Was, was ridiculous. And, and also exactly. I, you know, Quite frankly, I think about two episodes from the end, because the plot is sort of thinning out towards like the fourth episode. So they throw in there that there's a mole at the very top echelons of the British government that's helping this private security company. For reasons I must say, what he was gaining from this, they 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 tried to give him some kind of like righteous political rationale behind it, but it didn't that didn't work yeah, at and all. And then
0: they had that erzots, as you say. Didn't you know
1: who it was? Didn't you know well, I knew who it was? Slimy hair. No, you what I'm do. saying, I oh. knew who the mole was <laughs> two episodes in, yeah.
0: didn't you? Yes, I think so. The thing is, if you're really, really bored and you want to get something, you know, we're, we're actually the cast in general, the cast is quite yes, good. Yes, everybody else um, <laughs> And the effects are quite good and the running and jumping around and exploding <laughs> things are good, but it is just a hammy, convoluted nonsense, isn't yeah. it? It's
1: kind of a sort of like a bombed wannabe with, you know, sort of more political overtones. I guess so what do you think? There's stuff in it that's worthwhile. I, I kind of binged it all in one night, so it didn't take me too long to get through it. I'm going to say I'm on the fence. What the? What about you?
0: It's a bomb. You're so cruel. <laughs>
1: We are glad that you joined us for uh, episode 19. Please join us uh, by following us on Instagram and what else, Gillian?
0: And going to our website for getting lots of great information, right. uh, bingerbomb.com. And you can find us anywhere on Spotify, on Apple, on Google. So come back next time and let's talk about it.